Hello, and welcome to the Tony Awards. Tony with an eye. The podcast where we go through the entire filmography of Tony Collette. I'm Sam. I'm Jake. And joining us today, we have two very special guests, Ms. Katora Brown. Hi, how are you? And Ms. Molly Carr. Greetings, loved ones. <laughs> Some news about the podcast is that we recently became famous on Instagram.com. Jake, you want to get into that? Yeah. Um, so yesterday we were tagged in a DM that read, um, which I'm going to go to it really quickly. It was a very oh, exciting Oh, it got moment. deleted. Oh, good. That makes sense. Uh, we were tagged as the actual Tony Awards. <laughs> Somebody made an Instagram story of themselves at Oklahoma the Musical and was like, Tony Award well-deserved, Oklahoma. So I then shared it to our Instagram story, and the person in question immediately deleted it. Yes. But I believe we have started also but a trend. It's Be all about that exposure. And because Cher herself recently talked about Muriel's wedding and referred to Tony as Tony Collect. <laughs> we love a drag queen. <laughs> so, yes, we're on the up and up. Uh, Tony Clit fandom, if you're out there, please message us on our DMs at Tony the Tony Clit Awards. fans, we would love to know your takes on Muriel's wedding because, as I found out, it's a very polarizing movie, what? at least among the people that, at least among like me knowing you and Jamie oh. Green, who. Oh, I love it now. Okay, good. In retrospect. Yes. After seeing the rest of her filmography. <laughs> well. Uh, today, we are talking about The Magic Pudding, which came out in 2000. It's an Australian animated film written by Harry Cripps, Greg Hodrick, and Simon Hopkinson, directed by Carl Zwicky, and based on The Magic Pudding by Norman Lindsay. Uh, based Austra on what? <laughs> Is it a book? It's a children. If you would let me finish my fucking sentence, oh! Jake. Thank you. Uh, it's an Australian <laughs> children's book that apparently is a classic uh, written in 1918. So it's like the Australian oh. version of the Velveteen Rabbit. What? <laughs> what? Okay. Just in terms of like being... Uh, Proliferation. Mm. Prolific. Profile? Profiling. It's, it's, pro it's prolific. It's iconic. Mm -hmm. uh, so what were all of our first impressions on the film? What did we all think when the magic pudding revealed itself... <laughs> I to be sentient? Just or to be revealed in general? First of all, okay. <laughs> Magic Pudding is revealed to be like... John Cleese. It's revealed to be John Cleese, yes. It's also revealed that in Australia, pudding is a term for like meatloaf. Because oh, you didn't know that? No. I didn't know that. No, 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 I also no, didn't no. know that. Because it's, it's referred to as like a steak and kidney pudding. So I would assume that it's like the Australian equivalent. No. Like so here's what it actually is. Okay. Um, in Britain and British colonies, um, pudding just means dessert. So that's why he shapeshifts into steak and kidney, steak and kidney pudding is definitely on the table. It's like mm -hmm. a meat pie, basically. Right. But that was his um, only form as like a meat-based dessert. In general, he was usually, remember he was pineapple upside down yeah. for yeah. a second. Yeah. He yeah. was um, uh, other things. Spotted dick for a second. Spotted dick is <laughs> yeah. also a, For like two seconds. Two dick seconds. Is, like, did it's I hear a British that right? dessert okay. as well. Yeah, <laughs> but, see, in Harry but Potter. see, here's what's up. Here's what's up. When he, when he, when the magic pudding originally shows up, it literally looks like a bowl of shit. Yeah. I know. I'm, it does. I, yep. The poop emoji. Yep. Yeah. It was voiced by um, what Patrick Stewart, right? In the what? emoji movie. Oh <laughs> so it's similar to yeah. this. I love that. Is um, John Cleese the one that has Twitter beef with Nicole Byer? Yeah. Cool. He's also nearly headless, Nick. 
and Monty Python. You know what? I'm still hashtag Team Nicole. Oh, of, of course. Nicole Byers, the future. Yeah. Mm. I really love Nicole Kidman. <laughs> love her. How's that in, wine? Uh, it's great. <laughs> I love her in the movie Bewitched. Mm-hmm. Um, Does she share any filmog with Tone? Tone. Uh, I want to say that she's in like the hours, but I can't be 100% Oh, yep, sure. yep. She won an Oscar for it. Oh, cool. Mm. Great. Mm. Um, so okay. Spotted Dick is um, made out of raisins. Great. Okay. It sure is. <laughs> <laughs> That's the spots. All right, the raisins. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Uh, so, mm-hmm. what were everybody's thoughts on this like prologue oh. thing, during um, which a human sailor with two <laughs> animal assistants mm-hmm. finds a magic pudding, uh, and then the dog bear thing dies. like dies yeah. dies dramatically. Yeah. 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 I truly th- like, n- honest to God, it looked like a bad trip. Like the way the sky was like s- I, the animation in this was very weird. <laughs> I yeah, actually had no idea that this was an animated movie. So when you first sent me <laughs> the link, I thought you accidentally sent me the Little Mermaid, and I was very confused. <laughs> the opening first, credits it were very Little, Little Mermaid. Mermaid-y. The yeah. opening credits were the like the best part. Yeah, they were it. really. Pretty. I mean, you request to be on this uh, week. Before. That's why I was curious. <laughs> yeah. It sounded interesting. I was like, let me just dive in, and I'm I'm not disappointed. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, this is one of her weirder works. It's kind mm-hmm. of a callback to the first movie we covered, which is The Thief and the Cobbler. And right, I thought about that. Mm-hmm. When only I was other voice it. acting we've done so far. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. I believe there's a couple more to go. She's mm. in the box trolls. I completely love that. But this is interesting, especially considering it's what, 2000, 2001? 2000. 2000. 2000. Yeah. And the animation is pretty rough. Very yeah. rough. And this yeah. is Very rough. right after. A decade of like really excellent animation from Disney. So that is yeah. true. <laughs> I'm a little thrown. This to me looks like a cartoon that I would have watched on PBS. Yeah. It reminded me of like a like Bernstein Bears, but yeah. like movie. Uh huh. Yeah. Does Definitely. that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What it reminded the plot is just taken from uh, the movie that they were going to make of Hey Arnold, the Jungle movie, where he goes to try yes. to find his parents. <laughs> What? I did don't they know. not make that? They didn't make they it. They didn't. Oh. They were going to make a Hey Arnold movie. They had about a trailer him and everything. Going to find his parents. Because also, it just made me think of remember oh, Hey Arnold? Oh, because he just lives with the old man with the chin, right? His, his, <laughs> his, his grandpa. His grandpa. Okay. Idiot. I didn't uh, watch that show. I didn't like the way their heads were shaped. I didn't like it. That's <laughs> 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 just my take. Hot take. Yeah. Same with Thornberries. I didn't watch that either. Because oh. they're heads. I, had... <laughs> I don't know what I had a problem with. <laughs> Clearly the heads. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Wow. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so, so, yeah, mm-hmm. there's there's like a fisherman uh, Ooh, yeah, uh, named the only human Bill in the movie. Barnacle. The only human in the movie. I noticed mm-hmm. that halfway through. <laughs> I was like, why He's voiced by Hugo <laughs> Weaving, who is um, iconic. Mm-hmm. He's then... in, what's he in? Great. Lord of the Rings. Oh, I see. I don't uh, know. That. Cloud Atlas, The Matrix. Oh. Yeah. Who is he? In what? In in uh, Lord of the Rings and The Matrix. Oh, and he's one of the, he's the elf king in the Lord of the Rings. <gasps> and the Matrix. Oh. And in The Matrix. Oh my god. Oh, I love him. Why do you do this? And doesn't Jeffrey Rush voice the main koala? Jeffrey Rush is like somebody in this movie. Yeah, we'll figure out. I don't that know. Out. Uh I thought that it was interesting that the penguin shared a last name with a current presidential candidate. His name was Sam Swalwell. 
I'm not. I, see, I don't. Know oh yeah. Him. Well, yes. he dropped out of the race. Oh, he did. Mm. He was one of those. He's ones the first who... one to drop out, and I commend him for that. Yeah, mm-hmm. he. he was we love a quitter. <laughs> he was one of those ones on the debate stage who, just it sounded like static whenever he spoke. Yeah, he was just mm-hmm. a guy being a dude. Yeah. Great. <laughs> Great. We love that. So the magic pudding actually also clears the sky, right? Um, it, it like when it comes out of the ground or whatever, however they find it, it like, um, which I guess is foreshadowing. No, it for fell the from end. the sky, didn't well, it? Fell from the sky, be, but it was awakened through the ice, and then the the, the storm. Sam slugging her drinks, <laughs> so she can fight me on this. <laughs> I just really didn't like this movie. I honestly, I didn't like it either. I tried to write like a good thing about it, and I. I'm can't interested to hear Katora's thoughts though, because she said that she liked it. Yeah, oh, true, I, true. I thought it was absolutely adorable. I just Aww. think that Katora <laughs> sees the best in everything. Yeah, I think you're an too. opportunist. Like the voice. <laughs> I took this as an opportunity. She's a devil. To be delightful. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that I don't know. Maybe it was the main koala. What was his name? Um, oh yeah, he was Banyo. No, no, Bunyip. 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 Yes. Okay, I was I close. I know because Bunyip? I looked up the cast list before the movie because I was like, I'm not. Because I was like, listen, like if, if Tony comes in here with another accent, I'm not going to be able to recognize her. So I have to know in True. advance who mm-hmm. she's voicing. Oh, yeah. She mostly she's... just sang a song. No, yeah. I, yeah. 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 And that was probably my favorite part of the whole movie. Oh, same. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, definitely. Wait, can I get into real quick the first, the, the characters at the beginning? I. First of all, thought that they were an interspecies family because I thought they were a poly couple. The bear, <laughs> a thruple. The the evil bear thing was named Gunkle. Oh no, Bunkle. Bunkle. And Bunkle, he said yeah. Uncle, but I he said Bunkle, but I thought he said Uncle. And I'm like, oh, I love interspecies families and cartoons. <laughs> yeah. But then, did anyone else? I assume that everything had the same recording. Did anyone hear the several times at the movie the scratching yes. of the film? Yes. Okay. Yeah. That wasn't. Ju- I thought it was my I, Amazon Prime or no, something. No, I genuinely thought that like my house was about to like get set on fire. <laughs> it was like I was just having flashbacks to like Jamie Bartlett's apartment when she like smelled the wall and then the fire oh, department came. I was there. Yeah. Yeah. She'll have to talk about that next week. That's true. <laughs> Jamie Bartlett's apartment almost burned down one time. She smelled like rotten eggs coming from the outlet. So she called the fire department and they came over and I don't know. And yeah, it was like fish. Smell like fish. Fish. Yeah. And the fire department came over and they were like, oh, yeah, your apartment was like a day away from exploding. Oh, and that's what the movie reminded you of. (laughs) Because the audio kept scratching and I was like, is something about to get set on fire in my apartment? Because apparently anything Mm -hmm. can be a sign of fire. Well, it was just like the scratching. I feel like it's so weird that this is the only copy of the movie that they had in existence. Right. Was to use the scratched one. That's so true. The budget was so great. Did your copy scratch, Katora? Because you because wa- you watched it on a different. Like, oh, platform. did you watch it? On oh, movie? okay, like, that's probably what it was. Yeah. Was it was that the Putlocker link that you sent me? Um, probably. Yeah, it's like I just say Putlocker as like a catch alter, but it was like cartoons.com or something. Okay, it's yeah, the same thing. it was yeah. right. Uh, I mean, mine didn't. Mine didn't. Well, because usually they use the same um, like link no matter what. But I guess yeah. Amazon Prime paid for a shitty one. Yeah, <laughs> right. True. Um, oh, I love when the bear almost dies. We're gonna get past the first five minutes in a minute, but yeah. uh, when the bear thing. Also, wait, like was it a bear or a dog? Because I oh, I think tell. it was a dog bear. <laughs> it was a dog bear. When he finds out that the pudding can magically refill itself, mm-hmm. and he wants to be eaten, he wants to be eaten all the time, which, which we can so unpack that. Weird. We I can was unpack like, that this dude later. wants his dick sucked. Like, okay, he was a pudding. Yeah. But, like, come I on. I ate him with a fork, <laughs> which bugged but me But he out. refills. 
That was your problem with the movie? (laughs) And then the bear goes to the top of the ice glacier and goes, Mm -hmm. pudding for the rest of my life! And then dies, seemingly. (laughs) And also, as he's dying, the human is like, oh no, the pudding. Right, they don't care about their friend, but also the friend did just try to eat the penguin. Exactly. Yeah, but like, desperate times. Like, nobody blames the Donner Party. And then we, the what? The Donner Party. It's those people who ate each other. Making like the westward oh. expansion or something. Oh, I blame them. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have beef with the Donner I Party? <laughs> they don't. Well, they don't have beef. They have human. Nice. Hey. Oh, then we cut to a family of koalas. <laughs> okay, we cut to a family of koalas who are fully dressed. Bunyip oh, is so being raised by like his uncle and his, his grandpa, his uncles. <laughs> Uh, his gay uncles. One of yeah. them is bedridden and eats shit all day. Yeah. And the other one is a uh, rhyming vampire thing. Yeah. And it's his birthday, and his uncle is like, now it's time for you to find your parents. And he goes, you mean I'm not an orphan? The tr- the uncle goes, the truth is, we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so rude. He oh goes, you have to go out and find out if your parents are still alive. So the koala goes out. And just starts asking random strangers, have you seen my parents? Well, I appreciate that there was a song here because literally- I love a good I want song. Right? Mm-hmm. Really? When, yeah. So literally- You didn't I wrote, like the song. No, I I wrote down right as he started singing, you know what this, I don't think this didn't, or no, you know what I think this didn't need? A musical element. That's so weird that you wrote that at that moment because right that before- That was the best song. Literally right before- he started singing, I wrote, where are the songs? Because this movie needed songs. It needed an opening number, and it didn't have one. I mean, none of the songs were good, right. but at least they were there, because I'm not going to watch clothed koalas <laughs> for an hour look for her parents. See, we can tell who's the weeb and who's not. <laughs> what is a weeb? Weeaboo. Anime, bitch. I don't like oh anime. Well, oh, you do. Exactly. See? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. How does this, uh, Molly? No. How does how does this movie compare to your average anime? <laughs> um, uh, First of all, is there such a thing as an average anime? Uh, yeah. Like, I mean, like, not all anime is like tentacle porn. Don't worry. But like, no, that's hentai. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Thank you. You <laughs> Wait, know your style. Right. You're kind of an anime person as well, right? I'm kind of sorta. I remember you bonding with Rachel Condorf over it. By kinda, I mean like Naruto and Yuasha and Peach Girl. You know know what? Those are iconic. Those are great. But this was just kind of honestly not great. Well, this wasn't anime. This was Australian But you know, when someone... I I think if you're trying to make art, if you set someone sets the bar here, you shouldn't go to the bottom. (laughs) Okay, and there weren't enough songs. However, later in the movie... Later in the movie, it's really funny because they start to sing a song, and he's like, no, <laughs> this is not the time. Too much. <laughs> I love that. Because I love that cartoon like kind awareness. of awareness because mm. it's it's like, if you live in a world where you truly can just create sets and costumes out mm, of nowhere fair. just to prove, like to sing a song about something, and then you can stop whenever you want, <laughs> I think that's great. Okay, I want to like live that. in that world. Do but you want to live in this world? Was that also the last song? No, because then they had a villain song mm-hmm. after that. But anyways, um, I have a poll for you guys. I have a, a, a okay. question. Yeah. Okay. How much clothing do you think animated animals should be allowed to wear on screen <laughs> to, huh? before it gets just like annoying? 
<laughs> I, I like um, honestly like I watched um, the Great Mouse Detective yeah. and they're fully clothed and I don't mind that. But they're all fully clothed. Fair. Do you know okay, what I'm you saying? make a choice. That's how. That's that's what right. I That's my yeah. opinion. Yeah. yeah, it's either like fully clothed or not clothed mm-hmm. at all. Like in a on the. You don't like half clothed. Mm-mm. Well, because. I don't hold anything against Winnie the Pooh, mm-hmm. but I think that that's thinking. just because I grew up with it. Well, he's mm-hmm. also like, it never I feel like he's in me. his own league. That's true. <laughs> it's like Pooh, anime, <laughs> koalas. You know what's strange <laughs> is that koalas. on the seminal children's classic television program, Little Bear, only mm. his parents yeah. wear clothes and every and all oh, the oh. other animals are naked. Yes. Well, well, adults have to put on clothes. You know, you gotta face the music. <laughs> <laughs> on the day Little Bear turns eighteen, his parents <laughs> hand him pants, a button down. <laughs> it's funny on Caillou, everyone has hair except for Caillou. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's in chemotherapy. You know what's a really good movie is The Secret of Nim. Oh, oh yeah. And they are like half clothed, mostly. Uh, but it's a plot point because the like plebeian animals who aren't exposed to this like scientific experiment like the rats that they're being tested on are like fully clothed because they're like more intelligent Mm. and then the other ones wear like rags and it's kind of like it's cool there's an owl who's naked but he's really smart so that's why Um, (laughs) how do we all feel about the fact that the human and the penguin and eventually bunyip the koala refer to themselves as the noble society of pudding owners I just... They kept telling him that it, they owned him. Right. I'm yeah. like, yeah. they just found him. <laughs> I mean, he wanted to be eaten by them every day. I know, but that doesn't mean that you're owned. <laughs> it, I felt it like you're a pudding. <laughs> like, I feel like for a, for a living creature who seems to have the exact same amount of sentience as right. everybody else in the movie, mm. I was like, this is weird. But true, I also just think it was lazy writing. Like, they couldn't yeah. have had... Pudding worshippers, right? True. The like protectors pudding of pudding. Yeah. I mean, protectors like I, they, protectors of pudding would have been alliterative. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why the writers didn't. I think in the, I think I saw on the Wikipedia page that mm. the in the novel they were called the guardians of the pudding, the pudding guardians. That's better. Or something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. So pudding I guardians. Why, I don't know why they wouldn't do that in the in the film. So strange. <laughs> This whole universe was very odd to me. I know the penguin is fine in Australia or wherever they live. I don't actually know. Oh my god, that's they are not in Australia, but I think Um, there are like two different songs in Mm -hmm. within the first half hour of this movie, just Mm -hmm. advertising how good pudding is, Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. made me feel like this is actually something that my roommate Jen brought up because she watched this with me. So that she feels like a steak and kidney pudding must be in Australia, what broccoli is to like American children. And that huh. maybe this movie was like trying to get kids to eat Aww. pudding because there's so many mm. songs that are like, pudding is so good, you should eat it. Should there's one him? line I where think he pudding says, is dessert, though. Yeah, which is so strange. There's one line where the pudding says that he's affordable. Well, he is affordable. <laughs> I was like, I didn't know what money was when I was a child. Was this the song when 
they were in, like everyone in the town was, was like, trying to eat him, trying to eat him, and he was offering himself up as Maybe. different. Just so weird. And or the one when they were talked about the history of putting in how they were oh like Adam God. and Eve, and then I, I, oh, it right. got weirdly religious for some. You mean reason? the origin of love from Hedwig and the Angry Inch <laughs> retooled to be in a children's movie right. about? Also, pudding? I was very <clears throat> taken aback by that, ver- like that very like scene that it talked about the. Uh, Titanic, mm. like when yeah. it, I was just oh, like, oh, that, that was the Forrest Gump song where it was just like this specific pudding has oh. been present during every historical moment. <laughs> I know, and it, like literally, it's just like the Titanic hits an iceberg, and then you hear people screaming. Are you saying it's too soon for a Titanic? No, I, I, no, I mean, it was just like very <laughs> odd to me. The and book it, was written in 1918, but the movie was released in 2000. I know, but when was the Titanic? 1912. Okay, I really hoped that this book that was released in 1918 had a reference to the magic pudding surviving the Titanic. Probably. (laughs) On the door with Kate Winslet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I really liked um, how, like, Australian, like, seeing how Australian children's stuff is, like, doesn't shy away from just, like, adult jokes, though. Like, the whole stick is, put a stick up your butt line. Also, there's a shot of Bill's junk. (laughs) What? In the movie. You guys didn't. Oh, when he's dressed, when he's Adam? No, no, like there's a there's a legitimate like it cuts to a shot and it's Bill's junk and then they go up. Like I don't know who's like eyeline or whatever but like there was like I was like I did not dis- need to see Bill's junk right now. Like oh my God. I, I think it was like maybe from like the, the pudding. Human, right? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Also to any of our listeners, if you're lost as to what the general plot of this movie is, <laughs> right. true, so true. are we. Same. Yeah, we don't know. <laughs> it, was, well, he, yeah. it was an incoherent. He's film. trying to find his parents. Basically, he's trying to find his parents. The he, bear dog comes back. The koala is trying to find his parents. Oh, the dog bear has henchmen. Right. Oh. And the, the pudding stealers. Trying to steal pudding, the pudding stealers is what they're called. Yeah. Who else was here for the sexy mouse henchwoman? Oh, I so yeah. I original sorry. <laughs> Actually, apparently she's a hedgehog because her name is Henrietta the Hedgehog. Oh okay. Mm-hmm. I thought that was to- so. I did look up Tony Collette's character. Oh, but not her. Yeah. But when I was watching it, I was like, this kind of, like I was like, this is this has to be Tony Collette because like, she's not in that. it at was this like, point. Yeah. I was like, what? I was like, good voice acting, so happy. And then Tony <laughs> Collette came in and I was like, wow, okay, never mind. Yeah, we saw one movie. A while back, I think it was Eight and a Half Women, where Tony Collette didn't make her first appearance until like 55 minutes in. Oh, right. Wow. Mm. Well, she showed up actually at 29:22 in this movie. That's what really? I. It felt like mm-hmm. a little longer. longer. Yeah. Well, that's when the song yeah. was, but she didn't have dialogue until. Uh, later. Right. Okay. That's, okay. okay. Makes sense. She plays the mom. Mm-hmm. She has a wig on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, she does. Oh, yeah, because she like. <laughs> I actually actually like that sequence. Was like he falls in the water, and I then sees that. his mom he has in like the a water. Fantasy of his mom singing that she loves him. And it, it brought a little bit of a tear I'm to my eye. I'm swaying right now. I also really I didn't understand what exactly happened. I to her so, hair. So, no. <laughs> so I, I I if I follow correctly, I can't remember who told Koala Boy. Bunyum or something? Bunyan. 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 Um, they told him he had to go to like the spotted frog on the rock or like on the right. on the on the log. And when he was put into the little baby carriage and went down the little like he was stuffed into a baby carriage and went down that way. Also, I wrote yeah. like, huh, he was abandoned. That makes sense. Um, 
but when he got there, he meet met the frog, and so like I think the frog's magical powers or whatever got him to see like his mother uh, or yeah. whatever, mm-hmm. and then the frog the she told him how to find his mother. Right, okay. and then they go to the little other bird. He's a bird, right? The one who was. I just oh, love no. the part where he's like, "You got any tea?" Yes, that's why I wrote that down too. <laughs> Oh, wait. My favorite, well, my roommate's favorite line from this movie is when the koala's originally trying to find his parents, and he comes across that little, like, rat thing holding yes. a watermelon, and the little oh, rat I just- Oh, I love the rat <laughs> thing. The rat me just too. goes, take me, melon, but spare me my life. <laughs> no, I this related to that threatening, little rat thing so hard. This very threatening koala in, like, a three-piece suit. <laughs> just wanted to find his parents. Yeah. yeah. So also, I just have a question about that little rat guy. So was he, he kept popping up, and I was like, "Are you like? Did you just like leave the bulldog bear person's place? Did you escape? Oh, What's your story?" I think so, maybe. I was like, "That's a plot yeah. hole. I need it filled." <laughs> yeah, the dog bear has a whole. It's really gross, actually. He he's, he's a vegetarian. But he's a vegetarian, but he might not be for long because he's having all these animals cook like, for him. Eat his. <laughs> Slaves, yeah. Right? Well, but he he hasn't yet, oh. and the first people he wants to eat are Bunyip's parents. Bunyip's parents, yes. who you know she lost her hair, and then they're in the <laughs> thing. Uh-huh. But I recognized Tony's voice, so I was like, okay, mm. that's them. Um, are we already at the end of the movie? No, no. I, you know, I don't know. I just tell me if you interpreted this the same way. So the backstory with Bunyip's parents, mm. I took it as the, the town just decided to give up. His parents, so they wouldn't be eaten by the bear, oh. like dog thing. Um, honestly, as that's soon, what I am. Honestly, as soon as I saw that the mis- that his mission in the movie was to find his parents, yeah. mentally I replaced his backstory with the backstory of Hey Arnold in my mind, and I was like, oh, his parents were explorers and they went missing. I felt like <laughs> it got a Tarzan vibe too because mm, um, yeah. the treehouse, yeah, and um, that was it in the, the jungle. Uh-huh. <laughs> the They're animals. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really care what. Why they, and I truly actually don't care why they left. I honestly, I think I was just by the by this point in the movie, I was You're so, so invested. Floor, I was so floored by just how much I didn't like it that, like, yeah. literally, I was like, "What do you mean they just, like?" That was just like such a weird plot. Based point. on I mean, my notes, I was falling asleep at this part. <laughs> I want to call attention to the fact that there's two different characters in this movie. One of them is named Bunkle. Mm-hmm. The other one is named Uncle. Yes. <laughs> and they don't have any connection to each other. Oh, and then Bill Barnacle. Then yeah, Bill there was Barnacle. a lot of like. A lot of Coles. He's the uh, human. Oh, I know when we are. So when, when they they fall off a waterfall and then they find a village that's being flooded. And then yeah. the pudding uses his oh, chunks to like, fill soak sacks. Up the water. I really yes. hate and the fact that you said chunks. Chunks and then they the had pudding. that really triggering song where they were like, "Build the wall." Build the oh, wall. oh yeah. <laughs> well, I thought he was feeding them, but they were actually but putting his chunks yeah. into bags. That was a different group of people in the beginning. That of the movie. was yeah. That that was not All per- Maybe we need a pudding to, to run for president. Yeah, pudding yeah. for president. <laughs> there was a there was like a communism song at one point. In I I wrote down communism too. I oh was my god! Like <laughs> oh, is that the wall? Was that the pudding I wall? Think so. It might have been the pudding it was like wall. Like everyone song worked was. together. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. like yeah, like the opening line was something like um like y- you can't just not contribute or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're pretty close to the end now. Um. Mm-hmm. The, uh, yeah, what do you Does anybody have any stray observations before we move um, on to our segments? 
Oh, in the, like, I think it was also in this song. I don't know at what point, but they mentioned New Orleans, and I was like, does mm. New Orleans exist in this universe? <laughs> like, I'm so confused. Does New Orleans exist in Australia? They have their own New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, the Titanic, Adam and Eve, and Bethlehem. New Orleans. <laughs> I was they like... mentioned Jesus' birth. <laughs> Well, he finds his parents. Yeah, he finds his parents. Oh, yeah, he yeah. does. Mm-hmm. And his parents are about to walk away from him yeah. until, like... I know. They he, just assumed they that this one that other koala... I don't think they do did. They he, know he sees his mom, and he's like, I'm looking for my parents. I guess you wouldn't know where they are. He says to, like, the only animal of his species that we have seen <laughs> yeah. since Besides the beginning of the uncle. movie. <laughs> and, 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 and Tony Collette is just like, oh, sucks, and starts to walk away. Yeah. <laughs> and then Bunyip looks inside his own hat, sees that, like, his dad's name was Tom. But and then here's Tony Collette calling her yeah. like boy Tom, and it's like, oh, those must be my parents. Doesn't and though? Doesn't the dad already know that the hat was found? Yeah, because it like floated down when so they were hello. Mm-hmm. Listen, Bunyip's parents do not want him. They think that he dresses weird. <laughs> they actually, the town didn't give them up. They just left. <laughs> I hadn't known about how. They just didn't want to be parents. Tony Collette, I counted, has uh, six lines uh, mm-hmm. and one song, and mm-hmm. most of her lines are Bunyip. <laughs> but she's a singer yeah. though she has a she's actually got a band that's on spotify I, yeah. What? Yeah. I didn't know that yeah. yeah we're gonna do an episode on them are we nice. one day uh Katara, <laughs> what about go you? To a concert do you have anything else that you want to add about the movie um the pudding man why was he so angry oh my god yeah, yes he was, he was so actually rude. Kind of he was mean yeah. and ugly and uh-huh. like a Horrible. Rude. Yeah. Rude I, oh, I need to talk. The sound effects in this movie are disgusting. Like the the all the eating yeah. and everything. I like hated Horrible. all you, of it. Well, you don't like mukbangs, right? Uh, no, I I'm mukbang, but <laughs> <laughs> we made one together once. We did, and no one is ever going to see it. <laughs> oh, I have one more stray. Yes. Um, the quote that I thought was really good, it was, even total idiots aren't completely stupid. Fair. I don't remember who uh, said that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also wrote down, the come down on this movie is horrible. <laughs> um, okay, now moving on to a segment that we call, what is Molly's beef with our podcast? <laughs> Molly, oh, okay. what's so your excited. beef with our podcast? <laughs> so I would like to know from the two people that are older than me, why the hell did neither of you know how Princess Diana died? No, all three of you had no idea and she was born the year, or died the year I was born. Well, there we I, go. Knew that, I knew. I no, knew. No, you didn't. All of you said that you didn't know. I knew that it was like in a tunnel. I was almost sure that there were paparazzi involved, but I wasn't yes. confident enough to okay. say. Okay. I knew it was a car accident, and I also okay. know that everybody says that the paparazzi did it. Okay. But okay. I didn't put them together. How much do you know about Princess Diana's death, Molly? Apparently I, a lot. <laughs> I, I just knew what you guys apparently knew but didn't say. Because you know what? what during... My mom already texted me about this. <laughs> <laughs> during a... Pam, I'm on your side. <laughs> Oh my God, Katora! We had this movie yeah, that we had to watch. What episode was this? Brandon's <laughs> on it. We, Brandon's actually. We, on it. we had to watch this movie called Diana and Me, where Tony Collette plays a woman who's named Diana, who's obsessed with Princess Diana, and like goes to England to try and meet her, and like joins a paparazzo in like all these crazy like car chases, trying to get pictures of her and stuff. That was filmed and like finished. About a week before Princess Diana died in a car accident with the paparazzi. Um, following yeah. her. <laughs> so oh, wow. in between 
that and like them releasing the movie they had to do all these weird like reshoots of just like a scene at the beginning and a scene at the end of her like at princess diana's grave being like i'm sad that princess diana's dead and then it really tanked at the box office that's so scary it was really <laughs> exciting, yeah. all right on to um, our next segment is it better than clock watchers with jake jake is this movie better than clock watchers yes really no okay good <laughs> Now we are on to our <laughs> awards. That's mm-hmm. quick. Uh, here on the Tony Awards, we give three awards to each movie. First one being best prop. Uh, Molly, what was your best prop? Um, I said because it was my least favorite thing, but the sound machine that recorded all of the disgusting sounds that was in this movie. <laughs> Jake, what about you? I'm going to go with the... Um, pink dress that the penguin wore to uh, seduce the bear oh, ah, good like one yeah. because i love drag seduction as a plot device in Fair. cartoons um a la the lion king mm. yes the original lion king <laughs> <laughs> fyi Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I put down the little koala bear's hat. Uh, I, that was my second one. I love that it was like a little cute. boomerang that just kept coming back. Aww. You <laughs> really are an opportunist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought it was so cute. Okay. Sam. Uh, my best prop, which I wrote this down before he came back. I wrote down that my best prop was the dead bear from the prologue. <laughs> Ooh. And then he returned, and I was like, mm. And immediately became evil, just because he was hungry. Yeah, very prop-worthy as well. That was not a... Not a villain, villain. motive. Not, not a good villain. Um, okay, favorite Tony mom. Katora. <laughs> the dream sequence in the water. Oh, so you get to pick the, the only water. Tony mom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. <laughs> oh. oh. Okay. And I hope. <laughs> it my turn? Yes. Oh. In my turn? Uh, I guess I'm going to go with the the end when the wig is back. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't all for nothing. <laughs> Molly, what about you? Um, the full 30 minutes Tony Collette spent on this film. <laughs> <laughs> if that. If that. <laughs> uh, my best Tony moment was when I looked up the cast list before watching the movie. So any element of mystery about the protagonist's parents being alive was lost mm-hmm. because I knew that they were there because I knew that Tony and Colette was playing his mom. She was one of them. Okay, and now on to custom awards where mm-hmm. we each make up our own award to give the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jake, you go first. Um, where did it go? Um, oh, I'm going to give this the, I guess we can call it the Happy Feet Award for <laughs> uh, penguin-related animation. Um, not even including Happy Feet because I was reminded of The Little Mermaid 2, uh, that penguin character who sings... Um, also, there's a movie called The Pebble and the Penguin. That's really good. Lots of fun. Penguins are really fun, and sometimes they wear pants. Brilliant. Someone else? Okay, Molly. Um, I gave this movie the participation award <laughs> for participating in Tony Collette's filmography, and that's it. Barely. Amazing. Okay, I uh, gave this movie the, uh, well, not the movie, the Charles Dickens Award for getting paid by the word, apparently, <laughs> goes to the lyric from the Tony Collette song, My Heart Beats and Your Heart Beats and Our Hearts Beat as One. <laughs> Y'all, the awards are so good. Katora, what's oh, your award? I just gave it the Best Dress Animals Award. Oh, <laughs> oh that's so good. That's we love that. That is obviously true. I yeah. mean, 
Of all the animals that wear clothes, this is the best. This yeah. is. I really liked that koala's outfit. Mm-hmm. Very smart. He was a very yeah. smart very dressing good, koala. He dapper. looks like... Um, he was real dapper. He looks like he could have been a warbler on Glee. Yes. <laughs> He's dressed like Babar the elephant. Yes. Oh. Okay, we have reached the end of our <laughs> podcast. Uh, we're going to link to everybody's Instagrams and Twitters and everything in the show notes. But before we go, does anybody have anything they want to plug? Uh, just my Instagram, Malé Car at Malé Car. Cool. What okay. about you, Katora? Since we're doing Instagrams, Katora Dolores underscore. And also, I will be in a performance of Almost Maimed at the Tank part of Lady Fest and also at 13th Street Repertory coming up. Next week on the 13th, 15th, and 16th, you can hit up my Instagram for the link to tickets. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Here we go. (laughs) Goodbye. Bye. Bye. On the count of three, everyone say bye. One, two, three. Bye. Bye. Bye.